0: Hey there, nerdlings and webheads! Are you ready to swing through the streets of the future and unravel the mysteries of a Spidey beyond your imagination? Well, hold on to your temporal transceivers, because today we're diving headfirst into the very tangled web of Spider-Man 2099. Be vigilant, day and night. nerdlings and welcome back to my channel i'm your host danny Sonsisi, friendly neighborhood licensed cosmetologist and registered super nerd and this is comics and cosmetics the show where i spill all the tea on our favorite costume crusaders while doing my face at the same time well you nerds watch before we go any further make sure you flip that like button Smash the subscribe if you're new, and hit that notification bell so you get notified whenever I'm back with another one of these obnoxious videos. If you would like to support the channel, check out all the links below. We have a really awesome merch store, which I will be visiting after this video because look, my poor blue shirt. This was my first comics and cosmetics shirt, and uh, yeah, I did my hair once (laughs) while wearing this, was it very bright, and I couldn't make up my mind if I wanted to wear my blue shirt or my black shirt, which that conundrum really makes sense considering what we're talking about today. If you know, you know. So who knows, I might change my mind later and uh, change shirts. And now get ready to witness the hero who doesn't just save the day, he redefines what it means to be a wall crawler in a world that is Anything but ordinary. Buckle up, because we're about to unravel the web of awesomeness that is Miguel O'Hara, Spider-Man 2099. Spider-Man 2099 swings into action in the year 2099, when the world is a dazzling blend of cyberpunk and superheroics. Our hero, Miguel O'Hara, is Mexican and Irish, and pretty grumpy, doesn't really like people. Wait a minute. Am I Spider-Man 2099? No. Had to check, though. But our hero, Miguel O'Hara, didn't get his powers from a radioactive spider bite. No, no. All about genetic manipulation and a dose of futuristic science gone wrong. Genetics, baby. I don't know why I did that. I don't know why I do half the stuff I do, if we're being completely honest. Miguel dons a sleek, futuristic, high-tech costume that is the perfect marriage of style and functionality. With his retractable talons and web wings, he's like a mix of Spider-Man and Batman. Mind you, he has talons on his fingers and toes. Yeah. That's not weird at all. But his costume, which we'll get into later, is made up of unstable molecular fabric that was actually originally conceived and created by none other than Reed Richards of the Fantastic Four. His villains are also next level. He isn't just facing off against your regular baddies. No, they're regular baddies with the name 2099 added on to the end. I'm trying to be funny. It's funny because it's true. But he isn't just facing off against these irregular baddies. He's taking on corporate tyrants, cybernetic monstrosities, and even future versions of classic heroes. And here's the kicker. Miguel accidentally becomes kind of immortal. His DNA gets rewritten, making him age much slower. So while we all are binge watching holovids, he's out there fighting crime for a long time. Like, I need to get my hands on on this because I don't plan to age gracefully. No, just going kicking and screaming. So Botox and hair color, let's do it. I don't know what you're talking about. This is uh, untouched as I cover up my microbladed eyebrows. No big whoop. But Miguel isn't all about cracking skulls of bad guys. Oh no, he's got snarky, wisecracking Spidey spirit too. Whether he's swinging between buildings or engaging in epic battles, he's always got something to say. He's kind of a mean sarcastic, you know? Very biting wit. Despite being from the future, Spider-Man 2099 frequently crosses paths with other Marvel heroes. He's not just your friendly neighborhood hero. He's a time-traveling, dimension-hopping, epic Avenger 2. And today, we're not really going to get all the way into his time traveling antics because I'm going to be honest with you. First of all, this video was requested by my wonderful, sweet little boy, my 21-year-old son, Kessler. Fun fact, he's been obsessed with Spider-Man since he was two. I took him to all the Tobey Maguire movies. He wore nothing but Spider-Man clothes and light-up shoes, carried a Spider-Man 3 black suit Spider-Man Tightly in his fist until he was probably 10 years old. I don't want to tell you how many times we had to replace that action figure. We go see Spider Man movies together. It's our thing. And he said, You know, mom, you should cover Spider Man 2099. Okay. Really, I didn't know that much about. Spider-Man 2099. I'm ashamed to say I wasn't. But when I did the research, I ended up with 107 pages of notes. Uh Uh-huh. 107 pages. I thought, oh, it'll be nice to do a nice, simple breakdown this time. that's not happening. Today, instead of covering the entire Miguel O'Hara story, we're going to cover his classic origin for the most part and briefly touch on some other stories, some tidbits, glance over some other stuff about him. But he has been rebooted a couple of times because that's what Marvel does. We get convoluted and we change everything. But as always, if you want the full story, please read the comics. Miguel is a fan favorite. There are a lot of of stories out there featuring him and recently he's gotten more popular with modern audiences because he's been featured in the spider-verse movies voiced by oscar isaac Spider-Man 2099, as I'm sure you've noticed, is a fictional hero appearing in Marvel Comics. The character was created by Peter David and Rick Leonardi in 1992. And he starts off the Marvel 2099 line. So there were several characters, like heroes and villains. They hadn't intended to do that. The trend in the 90s was very you know, futuristic. That was kind of the flavor that people really gravitated to most. I remember I existed back then. Case in point, Batman Beyond, which Batman Beyond is also why the Spider-Man 2099 animated series didn't get made. They had planned on it, but then Batman Beyond came on and they were like, mm, they've already done that. so. Miguel O'Hara is a brilliant geneticist, Living in the year 2099 in Nuevo York, even though Miguel was not a perfect person, I'm being nice about it. He wasn't a really good guy. I mean, he wasn't a bad guy. He wasn't like a villain, you know, like a murderer or anything like that. He was just kind of a selfish. (laughs) He stole his brother Gabriel's girlfriend, Dana. So, I mean, come on. Would a really, really good person do that? That's that's a dick move. So, on top of that, he was pretty arrogant. You know, he, uh, he knew he was brilliant. He knew he was brilliant. He knew he was good looking. So, he was arrogant. And it really comes across. He really didn't have much of a filter. He just said exactly what he thought at any given time. He doesn't really get along with his supervisor at Alchemax. They are working under this man named Tyler Stone and in this world I should explain first in the year 2099 everything is run by corporations I mean we pretty much are now but at least in Spider-Man 2099 they, they don't pretend like it's not like it's all pretty much right out there in fact it's part of politics like they they really are legitimately run by corporations and Nueva New York is under the the control of Alchemax. Alchemax, they have their own police force. I think they're called the Eye, kind of like Handmaid's Tale. So anyway, Tyler Stone, who's the CEO of Alchemax, he wants Miguel and Aaron to come up with kind of a super soldier to hunt people that owe them money or have broken their policies and stuff. They're wanting to achieve this through gene splicing. The reason why they are wanting to make these corporate commandos this way is because they don't really have superheroes anymore. They refer to the main continuity of Marvel, the you know, present day as the heroic age and all those guys are gone now they don't they don't exist or we don't know about them they just they're not around they have all died off in this 2099 year on earth 928 and earth 928 is a possible future of 616 for inspiration for what they're trying to achieve miguel is using Peter Parker from present day Spider-Man as inspiration. He's like, look at this. And he has this hollow tablet with what information he had on Spider-Man. But it's moving too slow for Mr. Stone's taste. He doesn't like basically how responsible Miguel is being about the whole situation. And his dick of a supervisor agrees with Tyler Stone. And Miguel keeps saying, we are not ready for human testing. This is no nowhere near ready you know you're wanting us to to do this you know spider human hybrid and there's more work that needs to be done there's more testing that needs to be done and Aaron's like "Mm, shut up lame ass you know well freaking Stone is like well don't worry about it don't worry about it because I've got this guy right here from prison and his name is Sims John Sims and he's totally willing to. go through the process you know he doesn't care what'll happen just experiment on him it's fine it's a prisoner you can experiment on prisoners they're not people which is absolutely not true Miguel is absolutely horrified by this. He's like, you can't do that. This could this could really harm him. We don't have all the ins and outs worked out yet. And the guy is like, hey man, they said that they would take the rest of the time off my sentence and I could go free. So I'm cool with it. It's fine. I completely volunteer. And Tyler Stone is like, see? See? It's fine. Everything's fine. Trust me. If there's anything you learn from comic books, let it be this. Never trust someone when they tell you to trust them. It's always a big red flag to me. Trust me. Trust me. No. Mm-mm. So. Against his better judgment, Miguel is pretty much forced to put this guy in the machine and flip the switch. Once the machine is turned off, Miguel goes running over to let the guy out, and he opens it to this gnarly looking beast, like a fleshy man spider. It was pretty grody. And when he tries to bring him out of the machine you know set him free he immediately attacks him and starts choking him like the creature that they were just like the the guy that miguel was trying to protect from going through this process starts trying to kill him the air is leaving miguel's body he's dying and then all of a sudden The guy just drops as Miguel's catching his breath and looks over. He realized that guy is dead. He's dead, Jim. So the process killed him. Well, as Miguel is standing there like, oh, my God, we've killed this man. What have we done? I told you we weren't ready for this. His boss, Tyler Stone, comes over and he's like, well he's dead but uh you know he had a pretty pretty st- like he tore right through that stuff like it was nothing he was really fast and really strong so i'm taking this as a win i mean way to stay on the positive side of things tyler okay well this obviously horrifies miguel like he's like fuck this i out. So he marches up to Stone's office and he tosses his ID badge on his desk and he's like, I quit. I'm not doing this anymore. This is not okay. You went completely against my recommendations. You went against the science. So Stone actually takes this in stride. He's like, I get it. I get it. It's just not for you. And he goes over and pours them each a drink and he says, you know, he says, you know, you've made up your mind. There's no point in trying to talk you out of it. You've made a decision. So let's just toast to good luck to you. Good luck. Here you go. Have a drink. Let's toast to your future. So Bigel downs his drink and looks up and notices that Tyler has not drank his. Also a big red flag. Don't drinky drinks that people you don't like hand you miguel staring at his cup and he's staring at tyler who's now grinning and miguel's like i kind of feel funny like i feel weird what is what's going on here and tyler says oh well let's just say i gave you a parting gift Oh yeah, you did. The parting gift was this incredibly potent and psychotically addictive drug known as Rapture. The stuff is instantly addicting. So you take it and you're addicted to it and not just a addicted to it you have to have it to survive you can't not have the rapture immediately goes into your system and changes your genetic makeup to where you are physically chemically dependent upon it so he doses him with this incredibly potent drug which is a hallucinogen it makes you hallucinate makes you feel real good so i mean it's a, a drug you know it's a drug but it's an incredibly potent hallucinogenic drug, and so Miguel starts freaking out because Tyler's like, I mean, it's your choice to leave, but as you are well aware, the only place where you can legally get Rapture is right here at Alchemax, and if you leave, if you quit, well, I'm sorry to say that you won't have access to it anymore. I mean, what the it's terrible the guy says he wants to quit and instead of just being like okay i mean he also tells him you're not going to work anywhere else because i'm gonna tell everybody not to hire you but instead of just that like he basically kills him he says if you leave you won't get this drug anymore and it will kill you that's a bitter ass boss (laughs) i've had some bitter bosses before but damn so Clearly, Miguel freaks out and he leaves and he goes home where his uh, hollow assistant, Lila, who looks kind of like a Greta Garbo or Marilyn Monroe type, is there as well as his fiance that he stole from his brother, Dana. And Dana's like, what are you doing here so early? What's going on? You look terrible. And he flails around and ends up punching her in the face because he's hallucinating on this drug. And he tells her, you know, I'm so sorry. I did not mean to do that. And he explains to her what happened. And she's like, oh, my God. You know, if you leave, don't worry about it. You know, I'm here for you. I will help you. I think I have ways to get rapture. And he's like, I don't want to talk about this right now. I can't do this. I can't live like this. You, He's like, you want me to be a drug addict? And she's like, well, no, but do we really have a choice here? So he realizes, I think I do have a choice. Um, I believe my genetic profile is on file at my lab at Alchemax. So if I just go back to the lab and I put myself in the gene splicing machine thingy, and input my previous genetic profile, then it should reset my DNA to back before I had rapture in my system. Sounds like a good plan, right? Well, he gets there, and he sets it all up, and he gets into the machine. Little does he know that his dickhead supervisor, Aaron, comes along while Miguel is in the machine and can't see or hear anything. And Aaron is still bitter AF because, you know, he's jealous of Miguel's talents and brain. And he's still pretty pissed off that Miguel didn't back his decision on the human testing. So he's like, oh, are we testing on ourselves, sir? Mm, how about this? So Aaron goes in and he changes the information oh yeah he changes it to spider dna and he like cranks it up to 11 he cranks it all the way up wow knowing how dangerous it is so he cranks it up and he's like ha 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 that's what you get kind of hoping it would kill him because that's what happened to the other guy right So the machine kicks on and goes through the whole process and when it opens up, Miguel comes out and Aaron's like super surprised that he's alive and so to cover his ass, he's like, oh, look what you did, you stupid side of a bitch, you're not supposed to be here anymore, I'm gonna tell on you, I'm telling everyone what you did you're trying to tear up this stuff and Aaron ends up pulling out a gun and tries shooting Miguel life sure is crazy in 2099 so Miguel freaks out attacks him and leaves and like jumps out a window because that's rational. As he jumps out this window, he ends up grabbing onto a wall and he realizes that he's actually able to hold on to it. He's like, whoa. And we figure out for the first time that Miguel has talons that come out the tips of his fingers and on his feet so he doesn't climb walls all sticky like like we've normally seen it's actual talons that stick in and and claw he also has fangs his eyes have changed color uh it was white i think when he first came out of the machine but now we see them as red. I don't know. The talons, the eyes have changed. And he's, his eyes are super sensitive to light because he has such good vision. But those fangs I mentioned actually have venom. So he can bite people and paralyze them. Scary. Because he didn't become Spider-Man through bite, you know, through an infection. His genetics were spliced. Exactly 50% of his DNA now is spider DNA. Yeah. He also has organic web shooters. They don't come out of his butt. Not that I'm aware of. So he jumps out this window and discovers the talons that we've just discussed. And as he's there, he sees this guy who's dressed like Thor with a glider and he's Going around talking about how Thor is coming back. They're coming back. Woohoo! They're coming back. Quick side note because they don't have superheroes anymore and they're all kind of obsessed, or I shouldn't say obsessed, but you know, it's how people are really into retro stuff. Well, that's the same. People don't change in that respect. And to them, this age is. Super retro, but in this extreme manner, like religions have popped up around these figures from the heroic age, and obviously, Thor is one of those people, especially since technically he is a religious figure. Nordic culture makes sense. So, this guy that he sees dressed as Thor with the glider is what's known as a Thorite member of the thor religion the thorite sees him and he's like ah spider-man ally of thor he's like super impressed and you know when miguel comes out of that window he like lands on the dude and tears up his glider and at first the guy's all pissed about it but when he realizes that he's a spider-man he's like oh well you must take this spider-man must cover his face and so miguel covers himself in this bit of glider cloth that he got from the thorite he gets home and goes to sleep and when he wakes up the next day at first he was like oh my god was it a dream was it a dream And he wakes up and sees all his sheets and everything is just torn to shreds and then he looks at his hand and he sees the talons but that he can you know retract them at will so he learns that fun fact but also that he's gonna need to get some of this he's gonna need to get some of this fabric that we talked about the unstable molecular fabric that was created by Reed Richards and also what this kite fabric or glider fabric is made out of around the time that Miguel is waking up and realizing that it wasn't a dream It really happened. Tyler Stone is back in his office and watching the security tape of what had transpired that evening. Like, uh uh-huh. So, it worked. Good to know. And he hires this cyborg that goes by the name of Venture. He looks like a cowboy robot. Kind of like Cad Bane, but a robot. And he sends this guy, I almost called him Cad Bane, sends this guy Venture after him. To go get him, and of course Miguel figures it out, sees him coming. That's another different. That's one big difference between um, Miguel O'Hara and the other Spider-Man variants. He doesn't have Spidey sense. He doesn't. So in order to run from venture and I guess keep up the ruse that I don't know who this Spider-Man is, grabs a los Muertos costume from his closet. So yeah, that's supposed to be a Day of the Dead costume. He yells for Lila his hollow assistant to open the window and she's like i can't miguel these windows are sealed for your protection miguel they don't open miguel and so he's like great and he ends up jumping through the window like he ends up running into his brother while he's running through the crowd from this venture guy and <laughs> Gabriel's like that's my brother's Dia de los Muertos costume huh but yet, yeah, Gabriel does find out that M- Miguel is the new Spider-Man but this turns into this whole deal for Tyler Stone because this is what he wanted he wanted this thing to work so that he could create these super soldiers basically to keep control over the populace so he really wants miguel he's like i need this recreated and that kind of sets up the plot for all the books you know tyler stone keeps sending people after miguel and miguel keeps doing shit to undermine and take down the corporations you know he has this very tumultuous relationship with dana and it's entirely his fault he's a He's a cheat. He goes back and forth between Dana and this woman, Zena. Not the warrior princess. No, I wish. But in fact, it's what gets Dana killed. So Venom shows up in this continuity as well. In fact, he pairs with Tyler Stone's son, but when his son, like they tried to kill him and he escapes through sewers and comes across the the symbiote bonds with him. He goes after Miguel. He starts fucking with him. And in true Spider-Man villain style, in order to really screw with him, he screws with the women in his life. And, And, you know, he'd been watching him for some time. So he snags both Xena and Dana and tells Miguel to pick one. Not allowing Miguel to make the choice on his own. Dana, like, kicks him enough to weaken his grasp. And Xena gets free, but he kills Dana. It's really sad. And it does, it messes Miguel up. But not as much as finding out that, Pretty much the majority of his childhood was a massive, giant, stinking lie. So Miguel grew up with his parents, Conchetta and George O'Hara, and his brother Gabriel. So his father, George, was a very abusive man. And this actually explains a lot of Conchetta's personality later down the road. Miguel was a very brilliant Smart ass kid and ends up being awarded a scholarship to the Alchemic School for Gifted Youngsters, which used to be known by another name you might recognize Xavier's School. That's where he actually met Xena Kwan and probably why he could never really quit her. And also where Tyler Stone, you know, the one who got paired with Venom, where he met him, Kron. And he was a freaking bully, man. He was, he really bullied him. But thanks to Xena, he got through it. And she really encouraged him a lot, you know, and through all of this, he does get the courage to rat the kid out, rat prawn out and get him expelled so there was that but he dates Xena all through you know adolescence until he cheats on her with Dana like his brother's girlfriend like how messed up is that it's not cool Miguel it's not cool But as you can see, he was, he was smug, overconfident, all that stuff. And then here we are back in his present day. He's trying to take down Tyler Stone, right? Well, he follows Stone and Stone just so happens to go straight to Miguel's mama's house. And she's like, what are you doing here, Tyler? What are you doing here? And he's like, oh baby, you know I love you. And they get all kissy face and Miguel is like freaking out like, fuck is happening? Why is my mom smooching on Tyler Stone? So while she's like telling Tyler how much she hates him and then at the same time saying, you know, Miguel, he always thinks that I have trouble looking at him sometimes because he reminds me of my abusive late husband. But no. No. The older he gets, the more he reminds me of his father you tyler miguel like freaks out realizing that tyler stone is actually his father and that Kron is his brother like it really really messes him up and to make matters worse his other brother that he grew up with gabriel becomes goblin 2099 this poor freaking guy well he fights all kinds of baddies like hulk 2099 he said goblin 2099 Venom 2099. There's a pattern. He even knows Doctor Strange 2099. But because of all those heroic age fanboys out there, old Spider-Man Miguel O'Hara gets his own spiderites. His own little Spider religious followers really weirds him out for the most part. I mean, it weirded me out too. But who doesn't love worshippers? No. Okay, that's fine. He also finds out in that same conversation that I forgot to mention this is the other thing that rocked his world. He finds out through that conversation between his mother and Tyler Stone. You know, Tyler's like, "I'd never do anything to hurt your boys, Conchetta. In fact, I never dosed Miguel." My own son with rapture. I only gave him something that mimicked the effects, but it would have been out of his system in three days. And Miguel's like, So, what you're saying is, I would not have to deal with this at all because it would have been out of my system in three days. You've got to be kidding me. Like, the whole reason why I am Spider Man is because I was trying to get the rapture out of my system. Then I was like, actually taking the rapture because I thought I was addicted to it, when in fact, it was just fake rapture. So now he really is addicted to rapture and he's Spider-Man, all because this dude lied to him. And this dude is his father. Oh, good day for Miguel O'Hara that day. Oh my gosh, that's just awful. I mean, if he wasn't, you know, kind of a bitter a-hole before, certainly that situation would have sealed the deal. Am I right? No? Father of the year, Tyler Stone. Come on down, get your daddy of the year award, and then we just beat the shit out of him. That would be cool. So, this kind of sets Conchetta off <laughs> on a path, too. And through some circumstances you know, Tyler getting severely injured, they think he's, you know, gonna die. He turns Alchemax over to Miguel. And, you know, he's in charge of the whole thing. And that's really how that first incarnation, 2099, ends with Miguel being the head of Alchemax. And he shows up, or, you know, he needed a secretary, so his mom, Conchetta, is like, Mm, i'm gonna do it so she shows up and she tells everyone to pretty much fuck off <laughs> and tyler shows up in like this kind of hover hospital bed and she's like what are you doing here oh <laughs> i'm an idiot so it was a terrible conversation that they had. And if Miguel had stuck around, which he didn't, he takes off because he's freaking out. Can you blame him? No. But his mom pulls out a gun and she shoots Tyler Stone. At one point, you know, because of all this, she considers for a second shooting herself. She didn't. But she was equally weirded out that she had been driven to that point. Like, I can't leave. I almost did that. Mm. But it does. she doesn't kill Stone. It just severely injures him and stone had had turned alchemax over to miguel and that's pretty much how that first incarnation of miguel o'hara ends and a lot of that is due to the fact that the original writer peter david was no longer writing those stories so they weren't quite as good without him writing they got a little weird i think that's where a lot of the hulk 2099 venom 2099 comes from because it was it was lacking ingenuity at that point but she tries to kill tyler doesn't succeed but tyler handed the company over to miguel and miguel's like okay then I can take him down from the inside out. Famous last words. His mom decides she's going to be his secretary and shows up and just starts telling everyone, you know, Fuck off, leave leave him alone, even though he's not even there yet. While she's there, Tyler Stone shows up at Alchemax in, like, this hover hospital bed that's keeping him alive. And, uh, <laughs> Shows up to the office. He's like, Conchetta, what are you doing? And she's like, pulls her gun back out. He's like, ah, yes. Almost didn't recognize you without your gun. Pistol packing mama. Well, Miguel shows up and puts a stop to it. And he's like, we can't do this. But Nate, make no mistake. Miguel O'Hara is not afraid to kill someone if he has to. Like He's not afraid at all to go that, that far. Adds for all of Miguel's abilities, and powers he's not quite as strong and as fast as peter parker as i said earlier he doesn't have spidey sense doesn't have a peter tingle (laughs) but he is able to lift roughly 10 tons which isn't bad (laughs) i can't lift 10 tons can you he does have increased speed stamina, reflexes, and agility. He can jump about as far as 30 feet. He has an excellent vertical leap. As we discussed, he also has the enlarged canine teeth, which can secrete a paralyzing venom. His fingers and toes have those retractable talons that he can use for climbing walls and tearing up things as tough as cinder block. That's cool. Both his forearms have spinnerets that are capable of releasing his organic web fluid. He has incredibly fast healing and metabolism and extremely enhanced sensory acuity. His vision, he can he could see in the dark, which is why when he comes home to his apartment, he's always telling his assistant Lila to reduce the light because it hurts his eyes. You always see him with sunglasses on or something covering his eyes. But his costume, like we said, it's made of that unstable molecular fabric. And what that means is that it's adaptable. The molecules will change and adjust depending on the knee so like his talons won't tear it it just forms around it when those talons come out super handy right he also added that uh that airfoil that fabric from the glider that he got from the thorite added that to it so that when he leaps off buildings and stuff he can kind of glide on air current makes that pretty handy too It's pretty cool because even though it's just this little bit of fabric, it's able to allow him to do that because it emits these low-level anti-gravity particles. Cool, right? It also has this chameleon function that allows him to cast mirages and and stuff that allows him to blend into any environment. You could also say that Lila is a superpower. Lila actually stands for Lyrate Lifeform Proximation Holographic Assistant. And she's kind of like his guy in the chair. She assists him on all his web-flinging adventures. Sometimes she does seem to kind of develop uh, emotions. She flat out says at one point, I think if I were human, I'd be in love with you. He's like, not concerning the robot apocalypse is upon us seriously you should always be worried if your holographic assistant says she's in love with you after saying now that's pretty much you know the story of the original classic spider-man 2099 from the 90s he does have a lot Of interesting stories. He becomes a big part of a lot of Spider-Man stories, but they end up rebooting him. There's one story, you know, where he, the time displacement story, and he gets stuck in present day 616 and hooks up with a woman by the name of Tempest Monroe, aka Tempest. She calls him Miggy. You can call him Mig. You can call him Miggy. Don't call him Mike. That's what Tyler calls him all the time. Super annoying. But they end up having a child together that uh, he names after his brother, and he calls him Gabri. When trying to stop a really terrible future from happening, Miguel travels back in time, and he actually makes friends with Peter Parker. And when Miguel gets stranded there, he ends up working with him as... Peter's head of research and development. It was there that he used his access to technology to research different ways to fix the future. And he also ended up fighting alongside a dozen other spider people and more in the... Spider-Verse stories, you know, and that when they were trying to stop the Inheritors who fed on the life force of spider totems and spider totems are just spider people like Spider-Man and... Miles Morales in Spider Man 2099. He was part of the Exiles for a while, Punisher 2099. There's also, it was another thing in classics, Spider Man 2099. Dr. Doom, Doom 2099, becomes president and then he assigns. His biological father, Tyler Stone, to be his minister of corporations. That's how he ended up handing the company to Miguel. So correct myself there. Sorry, there's 107 pages of notes. So they're kind of all over the place. Comic books get really convoluted over time. And so... It's easy to get confused. He was a part of 2015's Secret Wars as well. He's been a a pretty popular fan favorite character since 1992. So they just keep bringing him back. He's been in multiple video games, Spider-Man animated series, and in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse and Across the Spider-Verse. Chances are he's going to be in Beyond the Spider-Verse and the final one as well. Will we see him in live action? Inquiring minds want to know. Now, while throughout his appearances in the books may change slightly here and there over time, one consistent question remains the same. Is the suit blue or is the suit black? So while you see all these different artistic styles of Miguel, sometimes it looks more dark blue. Other times it just looks solid black. But if you ask Peter David, he will say it's blue black. That's an answer. So where I do absolutely love and adore Miles Morales, I do have to inform everyone that actually the first Latin Spider-Man is Miguel O'Hara. And I absolutely love him. He's snarky. He's grumpy. He's sarcastic. Tired of putting up with these kids. That's me. I mean, Miguel is tired of everyone's bullshit. Like he just wants to go be himself. (laughs) He is not afraid to do what needs to be done for justice and peace. He lives in this time where corporate America has become just that it is a country of corporations. And he sees his people being hurt and manipulated and made to suffer and killed and used as slaves. And he does what he can to. Stop that and bring a sense of security back to where he lives. And that is admirable and aspirational and incredibly relatable given the times we live in. Who doesn't want to take down the man, right? Anyway, guys, that is all I have for you today on Miguel O'Hara, Spider-Man 2099. I hope my son Kessler enjoys this completely chaotic and wild ride of a breakdown that I did for him. And that's my Spider-Man 2099 look, which uh, was equally as frustrating and difficult as as the breakdown was yeah why do I do this to myself hmm. if you like the content that I am putting out there please that like button the subscribe I don't know why I did that just you know karate chop the subscribe and ring that notification bell so you get alerted whenever I'm back with another one of these videos if you're interested in the products that I use today I do have them linked below you don't even have to search for them just click the link it'll take you right to the product Please follow us on all of the socials and make sure to share comment below your favorite spider-man tell me all about your favorite incarnation of Miguel O'Hara your favorite appearance of him or if you just have a favorite spider-man you want to talk about it comment it below if you would like to support the channel we have multiple options for you get you one of these hmm or or one of these Yay! you can now find comics and cosmetics on spotify yeah we're there uh we have two followers so guess you could say we're blowing up and also big announcement i am back with the red five network i'm home baby i'm home so definitely check out the red five link below we have a podcast for literally everyone. Until then, I hope you have a wizard weekend, and I'll see you in the next one. Stay nerdy, babies. Bye!